What's going on? And welcome into the That Being Said podcast, the Seattle Superpod edition. Talking some Seattle stuff today. Brought to you by thesportsontap.com and at San Seattle. I'm little bro, Sammy George, and I'm with his big brother. Always, you know, big brothers tend to be a little bit more wiser and more mature. I would say that's a little different this time. The big bro, the less mature. His name is George Georgeur, and we're here talking Seattle sports, Seattle stuff. Actually, today it's all sports. We were going to get into some other topics, but uh, not happening today because it's a lot of depressing topics these days. No lie, George. A lot of coronavirus, a lot of Trump stuff, a lot of vaccine stuff. This vaccine's not depressing, but you know what I mean. A lot of depressing news. So we're sticking to sports today, talking a little bit of Seahawks and a little bit of Sonics. Basketball maybe returning to Seattle. But I want to mention, George, before we get going, is that this is part of our full podcast. You're going to see this as a Seattle episode by itself. But if you're listening to this on the full podcast, I don't, you can disregard this message. If you're listening to this on the Seattle podcast, you can go on the same feed here and check out the full episode when we talked about Super Bowl, Bernie Sanders, uh, Larry Johnson with some weird occult conspiracy theories from athletes, yada, yada. George. DK Metcalf yesterday. I just got to mention this first and foremost because this is our main topic. Had some choice words about the Seattle Seahawks offense in an interview with uh, in an interview with Brandon Marshall, I believe it was. Nice. Should I play that audio for the people? Yeah, play play that audio. Just just before you play it, I want do want to say that I uh, you know to, DK was being interviewed by Brandon Marshall, so keep that in mind when you listen to this because. Uh, Let's talk about people being rational with head coaches and teammates. Brandon Marshall was not always one of those guys. Okay, I didn't know this was going to be shots at Brandon Marshall moment. No, 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 sh- no, no shots at him. But I'm just saying, like, keep in mind, Brandon Marshall is a little bit of a drama queen during his career. This is what DK Metcalf had to say. Um, I guess teams just started to figure us out. Yeah. Um, we've been running deep past ever since Pete got there to play action. Run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, go deep. Teams just said, we're just not going to let y'all go deep. So Start taking that away, playing yeah. number two. What happened? To the now, part of it's fine. Yeah, the Seahawks offense did kind of get figured out, right? Play action, play action, throw the ball deep. I didn't like the part of they've been doing that ever since Pete got there because DK's only kind of been in the system for two years. I feel yeah. like it's kind of a little bit of a too big of a statement for a guy that's his second-year player that was screaming at the coaches on the sideline. That's what I was going to say. Uh, I feel like I love DK Metcalf. He's probably my second favorite, third C- favorite Seahawk after Russ and Bobby Wagner. But and Jamal Adams is kind of up there now, too. But he's one of the top five favorite Seahawks. Yeah, I like the guy a lot. Yeah. I feel like from we've gone, he's kind of changed slightly from the hardworking, no-one-believes-in-me guy to this playoffs kind of with the screaming at the coach on the sideline for the ball, which led to a rust pick six because mm-hmm. they're forcing it to him. And that wasn't on a deep him. pass, by the way, DK. Yeah. Well, I was on a screen pass trying to get him the ball. Yeah. And then to an interview where he's criticizing the play calling, basically. Don't yeah, like I mean, the trajectory of that. Sorry. Yeah, you you said it. I didn't have to. That, that was exactly where I was going to go with there. Uh, he yelled at the coaching staff on the sidelines, correct? And that forced him to throw a screen pass just to get him involved, which led to an interception, which led to a pick six, which probably result helped result in our playoff loss. 
Um, and it wasn't on a deep pass, DK. So that that, that was that's kind of convenient. Um, look, I don't think he meant any harm saying that at all. I don't think he had any ill intentions saying that at all. I think he just used a bad choice of words. Um, I guess DK has proven to be a really good teammate, really good um, guy in general. He's never been in any trouble. He's never really said anything in the media that seemed too outspoken. So he gets a pass on this one. Now, if he does this more often and he's criticizing Pete Carroll on on interviews all the time, we'll look back at this one and be like, you remember when he criticized Pete with Brandon Marshall? But every player can slip up on an interview here and there and not be like, totally trying to call out the coaching staff yeah uh i guess the the reason i'm gonna take it lightly like you said is because of the personality that he is and he seems like he he's clearly a guy that loves playing for the seahawks and i think he loves playing for Pete carroll yeah. russell wilson um and you do got to remember this kind of emphasizes the importance of the offensive coordinator search for the seahawks now Forget what DK Metcalf said for a second. The Seahawks offense does have problems, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, it, it, I think it went back and forth between way too run heavy, then to way too let Russ cook heavy, then back to like, now we're not going to let Russ cook and we're going to try to establish the run and do this. And they never really found their, you know, their mojo, their rhythm, their whatever you want to mm-hmm. call it. And I think that's more what DK meant. I think DK kind of meant, we got figured out, right? We kept doing certain things that got figured out and we got figured out. I think this just emphasizes the importance of the OC hiring. And unfortunately, I think Anthony Lynn kind of slipped away and didn't, he, he chose to go to the Lions, I believe. And Doug Peterson said he's going to kind of wait and see if there's a head coaching job. I think some of my favorite candidates that we had potentially for the Seahawks, and the, I know a lot of people might say, why those guys? Because they have head coaching experience. They're really well veteran coaches in this league and i think they would be a good addition to pete carroll in a good maybe after pete carroll successor very very high potential of that type of guy with those two but they're they're still searching and i think it's really important you find a guy that knows how to utilize a run game as well as utilize dk metcalf tyler lockett russell wilson um i think that's all this says to me is that yeah we need to find the right guy to run our offense because he said that stuff about Pete kind of, but at the same time, Pete doesn't run the offense anyways. Right. No, um, you, you said it, you said pretty well there too. I totally agree with everything you said. It's just not getting that OC. Yeah. And Pete doesn't run the offense. Uh, I'm going to go with, uh, innocent conversation by DK Metcalf. Me too. And, and you know, I love, I love DK. So I, I can't even, um, you know, He's right. We did run the ball, run the ball, go deep a lot of the times. So it, 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 it's not like what he said was too wrong. Uh, sure. Another question I had for you, George, that I wanted to mention, because this is actually one of those tweets that went really well on our Twitter. Okay. Um, All right, let's see it. We, we, we have this tweet that went really well. Over a thousand likes actually yesterday, George. And I wrote, agree or no, the Seahawks must, in all caps, make KJ Wright a priority resign in the offseason. Now, this is one topic I want to bring up because I think this brings up a topic outside of just football, but it also like in performance on field, which is the loyalty aspect, the do you get just as much as a player sometimes needs to give hometown discounts, do you get like a hometown benefit as well? What do you think about the Seahawks resigning KJ? Um 
our defense was really weird this year, right? We went from an awful defense to like one of the best ranked defenses when, when certain players came back and we were healthy. What do you think about KJ, Wright? Do the Seahawks make him, do, is it a must resign or do you trust more guys like Barton or Jordan? Who's, you know, obviously young Jordan Brooks and, and, kind of allow if if kj is not willing to take a discount kind of let him go what is your theory on that you know like is it is it a loyalty game or is it kind of always a business everyone's gonna hate my answer it's always a business it's always a business but franchise tag is always nice because you don't have to commit long term (laughs) i don't think they would put that much money towards kj right i guess franchise tag is usually large money Usually, but I mean, for one year. Yeah, I mean, he's a priority. We need him, but I guess he needs to also make us a priority. Like, yeah, I can be loyal to you if you're loyal to us as well. If that makes sense, right? Like, it can go both ways. Loyalty doesn't mean the team has to be loyal and overpay. It could also mean you can meet halfway where you get a little bit of a team-friendly deal, but you get a little bit, you know, extra kickback on the signing bonus because you've been such a, you know, key member to the franchise for a long time. Yeah, and you know we do have some varying decisions. I'm going to bring them up here and let them know that we talked about them on the pod. Um, you know, and we had some arguments here. You had guys like Angelo Papas six said if getting pushed around by division rivals and early playoff exits is your thing, keep paying old linebackers. But Scott Havoc twelve HVAC said KJ Wright ranked top twenty five linebackers going into the season and had a better year, but all than Bobby Wagner. So it'd be best if you actually knew what you were talking about before spewing garbage like that about the greatest linebacking duo of the last decade, which he does have a point there. Actually, um, KJ Wright mean, but it's nice kind of mean, but KJ Wright did have a pretty good year. Um, I forgot what the PFF statistics were on it, but they were pretty impressive. If I can't, if I'm remembering correctly, Uh, he has a great family and he has a great family. That that is always like every time I think of KJ, I can't ever like yeah really. I'll tell we. I think we've said it on the podcast before. We were at the Atlanta Falcons playoff game versus Seahawks a few years back, and um, we were sitting down, and people behind us were all wearing KJ Wright jerseys. Started talking to him, his mom, his dad, his like cousins. It was all KJ Wright's family. They were super nice and super friendly, and uh, kind of made me a big KJ Wright fan. I already was, but it made me even more of a big KJ Wright fan. Yeah. Um, and I think he has obviously a lot of good grades in, uh, this year, there was a lot of times where he was one of the highest PFF grades, like in top 10 and he was third amongst coverage linebackers at some point. Um, so I think it's a, uh, you know, good family, good guy, loyal Seahawk. And I think it would be a good idea to bring him back. And obviously, like you said, it has to be at the right price for both sides. That's the reality of it. And I think the Seahawks lead the league, and I would like to keep leading the league in people with initials as first names, so I think it would be really good. Why? Because of DK and KJ? Yeah, and don't we have one more? I don't know. You're the one who said it. (laughs) Why would you ask me? Uh, Don't we have one more? I just made this claim that we lead the league in initial people. More. What's his name? DJ Moore? DJ Moore? DJ Moore, yeah. That's three. I can't think of another team with three. I'm sure we could. Debo Samuel. The Debo's Debo. a name. It's D E B O. There's no not initials. 
Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of initials in the NFL, George. I, 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 I don't know what they are. And the only reason you know those names is because you're talking about your favorite team. So I'm sure if somebody that was a fan of uh, the Steelers can come out and let me know a couple guys. TJ initials. Watt. Yeah, there you go. There's already <laughs> one. Um, well, George, there was one other thing I wanted to ask you about the Seahawks. All right, what's that? Which is, what is your final... I guess your final recap statement about the season, because we never really had an end of season podcast. I think I, I, I put, we put out a clip on it. I said soulless. It was the soulless year for us. Soulless. Yeah. I just this team didn't really have an identity. They changed identities halfway through the season from let Russ cook to let's run the ball up the middle all day, even if we can't run. There's no fans in the stadium. We kind of lost to the Rams, which didn't even feel like a playoff game because it was a division rival. It kind of felt like just another Sunday afternoon Fox game, and it was a playoff game. It just felt soulless to me. I'm kind of looking forward to hopefully next season having fans again and getting back that energy and that happiness with the team. I just I didn't find this team to be the happiest of teams after the 5-0 and starting. Like later in the year, just wasn't happy. I like that. Um, my final recap on the season is, unfortunately, we kind of wasted away a 12-4 and four season. I'm going to start with that. Yeah. Um, if you ever look back to this season, George, I don't think the first thing you're going to remember is that this team is 12-4. and four. It's probably going to be the, one of the last things I remember, yeah. actually. Because didn't it feel like there was a lot of ups and downs and a lot of times where it felt like a shit show this year? But Most of it. But that is, at the end of the day, I think the beauty and the reality of being a fan of the Seattle Seahawks and how you can say that you're blessed to be a fan of the Seattle Seahawks. Because at the end of the day, you're able to look at a 12-4 and season that you thought was a shit show, but that reminds you how lucky you are to have Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll, Bobby Wagner, KJ Wright, TK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jamal Adams, that that's what it tells you. When you think a 12 and four season's a shit show, that tells you how much stability there is with John Schneider, Pete Carroll, Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner. Because any other team, I think that another team that reminds me of is the Pittsburgh Steelers. As much as people want to make it seem like it was a shit show this year, the reason you have good records is because at the end of the day, you do have the right ownership, GM, coach. Um, luckily for the Seahawks, they have the quarterback. Big Ben's probably near the end of his career, but it just shows you what it means to have the structure. Absolutely. And that's why I think we're lucky going forward. I just didn't like this season in general, how it ended. And I think maybe, you know, I think if this season, why I called it soulless was if we had fans in the stadium, I don't think that game would have ended the way it did. I think we would have made, might've been a whole different season for us. All of a sudden we're in the second round of a playoffs and anything can happen at that point. Exactly. So while I say we wasted away a 12 and four season, George, I guess we wasted away a 12 and four season, but also it reminded me how grateful we should be about that 12 and four season because man, most teams would not have made it out this year, 12 and four. So the infrastructure is there. The infrastructure is there. And George, um, I'm going to save the Sonics for another day. We're going to put, let's just post this quick Seahawks recap. Um, for those, that want to support and show love, please like, share, 
and uh, check out all the podcasts on the Sports on Tap Network. You can find all of our stuff at the Sports on Tap and the SportsOnTap.com. And for Seattle stuff, at Sant Seattle, at S O N T Seattle on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all platforms. You'll find us there. You'll find the podcast at Pod That. Um, you'll find everything about us there. So please support. We're going to start coming back with weekly Seattle podcasts. So if you missed us, you don't have to miss us much longer. We're back. Uh, much back, love. Baby. Much love. We're back, baby. Much love. Uh, RIP Kobe. It is the anniversary today. And uh, George, what's up, man? I like to say we're the best brothers in sports. I know the Griffin brothers might have something to say about that. We got some Seattle rivals here, but they say we're the best brothers in sports. And you know what else they say, George? This is the Sports on Tap, and this is Sports Radio. Redefine. Peace. 